Sustainably Influenced, the podcast guiding you through the minefield of sustainability with your hosts Charlotte Williams and Bianca Foley. This season we are deep diving into the relationship between fashion and sustainability, discussing everything from intersectionality to tech-led innovations in the industry and what consumers can do to make a real positive impact. Have you ever heard of the phrase B Corp certified? In the UK, there are only 16 certified B Corp fashion brands and certified B Corporations are businesses that meet the highest standards of verified social and environmental performance, public transparency and legal accountability to balance profit and purpose. B Corps are accelerating a global culture shift to redefine success in business and build a more inclusive and sustainable economy. Getting certified as a B Corporation goes beyond a product or service certification. But how do you get certified and how do you ensure that your business is operating to the highest possible standards of verified performance? That's what we're discussing in today's episode with special guest Christy Sumer, founder of the Canadian B Corp certified fashion brand Encircled. So Christy, thank you so much for being here with us. For anybody who doesn't know or doesn't quite understand what it is, what does it mean to be a B Corporation? And more importantly, why should more brands be aiming to become certified? So a B Corp is essentially a benefit corporation. So it it acts in the best interests of social environmental good. These B Corps are founded by businesses who are really passionate about using business as a force for good in the world, which is something that is unfortunately not very common in capitalism. So it's really looking at that triple bottom line profit, really enabling not only sustainable business from a financial standpoint, but ensuring all stakeholders and people impacted by the business, whether it's the environment, the workers, are all treated fairly and to a high degree of standard. It's definitely a very extensive certification. I understand it's a little bit newer in the UK, potentially. I think in Canada, there's maybe a couple hundred, maybe 500 B Corps or something like that. And there's a handful in apparel as well. It's less than 1% of, I think, the companies in the world are certified, so it's still very new, but it's essentially an audit of everything you do from how you purchase your products to how you govern your business to the types of materials that go into your products down to everything. Like They look inside your whole business, so it's quite an extensive audit, and it's done by a third-party corporation, and then you go through this audit, and you get essentially certified. Wow. <laughs> I, knew how, I knew that there was a lot to it. I didn't realize how much there really was to it. Mm -hmm. It goes really, really deep, doesn't it? Yeah, the B Corp assessment, because we just recertified. So we became a B Corp in 2018 and you have to recertify every three years. And we just went through it and it took us six months to complete because you do an initial assessment and then you have to go deep and they audit your answers. And those answers are not just yes or no. They're like actually pulling the data and proving your point. For example, we purchase from independent suppliers locally and actually pulling that data from your financial system and proving that. They want to make sure they're maintaining the high standards and not letting businesses utilize their mark that don't meet their standards as well. So I understand the rigorous nature of it. It definitely makes it a little bit harder to get if you're a smaller business for sure because you have to dedicate a lot of resources to it. But it's definitely worth it. And we were able to improve our B Corp score since our first certification in 2018, which was really great. And we're hoping to improve that further. And that's like one of the big benefits of being a B Corp is that you get to be in the company of all these other great businesses in our industry. Eileen Fisher is like an idol of mine. Ben and Jerry's ice cream is really cool too. I love them. Patagonia, they're all certified B Corps. So we get to lean on their networks as well as learn best practices from what they're doing in their business. 
business to create a better business overall. Well, it's quite interesting. You said six months, but I've spoken to a few people who are getting their businesses certified and they've said a lot longer. So I feel like random oh. thoughts, because six months seems relatively short considering <laughs> some of the people I've spoken to. And it just seems such a long process, but obviously quite rewarding because once you get that certification, it's such a big deal. But it must be so grueling. And the question I have around that is, we've noticed so many more brands applying for the B Corp certification. I've met two this morning that one actually is B Corp certified and the other is going through the application. A few years ago, no one really knew what that was. And now, you know, more and more people are, are getting involved, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. But only one in three applications actually get certified. So can you talk us through what areas you're actually assessed on, specifically in the fashion side of the fashion brand when you apply? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's, I think there's four or five main groupings that you get assessed on. They look at your governance, so how your organization is structured. Do you have a board of advisors? Do you have like independent advisory over your business? They also look at a lot of your customer stuff. So how are you supporting customers? Where is your customer base? What kind of products and services are you offering? What are they made from? What are they comprised of? How do they benefit the communities in which they're delivered? They also look at a lot of your environmental impact. So for fashion, that would be a really big one. And I think that's something that when we originally certified, they were fairly new in the apparel space, I would say B Corp. So they didn't really understand some of the certifications that are important in the fashion industry. Now they've come a really long way on that, I think, as well. So they're looking at what kind of materials you're using. What's the circularity of your material system? Like, how do you get materials back at the end of the day? How are you promoting sustainability? What certifications do your inputs and outputs have? Are there any benefits to the environment in terms of water reduction? So are you using fabrics that use less water to produce? That type of thing. And then also obviously workers as well. So workers, not just the workers who are making your product, but also the people who work within your organization. What kind of benefits are you offering them? What's their pay range? Do you have any special leave programs or anything like that? They talk a lot about diversity in terms of who owns the business, who has ownership in it, that composition of those people. So it's really pretty far reaching. Like I could probably go on for hours. And now that I'm hearing six months, I feel like like totally pro at this, but like, I think it's because we did it before. So like the first time I remember doing the certification, it took a lot longer and we actually stopped the process the first time and had to restart again because it was just so overwhelming for us. And even this time around, I love to get improve scores and stuff like that. But like I had to give up a lot of points because I just didn't have the bandwidth to even produce the documentation to get those points, even though we could have gotten them. So it is a very huge investment of time, but I think it's worth it for our brands who want to improve their credibility in the space, because nowadays it's very easy to come into the online space, particularly start a business, say you're ethical or sustainable, whatever that means, and then just start a business. And that there you go. There's no certification around that. And there's a lot of greenwashing and ethic washing that happens, particularly in the fashion industry, as I'm sure you're aware. So this isn't, I think, an important credibility measure to combat against that and help with consumer education around that as well. It just seems such a huge endeavor. But by the time <laughs> you get to the end of it, it's so worth it, isn't it? And I mean, especially you're part of almost like an elite squad, like the Avengers. Um, the Avengers <laughs> I, knew you, but, I knew you would say something like this. You knew I was going to say it, didn't you? It's going to come out. But it does. It seems like you're part of an elite group. And I think that's why it is as hard and as overwhelming as it is. Because 
you need to jump through all those hoops to get that certification to show that you are operating at this standard that is so much higher and cut above everybody else. So I think it's it's very interesting. I mean, as you were saying it, I was thinking to myself, oh my God, could I actually go through this? It's a great thing to do, but it can be overwhelming. What would you say was the hardest or the most difficult part of the certification for you guys to achieve within Circled? Mm. Just generally, the one thing that I've noticed running a small business is your data isn't as accessible. Even though you know you're doing certain things, you're not necessarily tracking it. So it's not that easy to prove it. So as an example, one of the questions is around like what percentage of your products contain certified materials? Most of our materials are certified in some way, shape or form, not 100%, but most, but we don't track that. So now I have to create a document where I say like, okay, we've sold this many units in this amount of time of this much product. And then each product has this much yield of fabric in it. And that fabric is certified or not certified. And then that creates the bulk amount of fabric that we're using that's certified or not certified. And then I have to do that by year and by it that's just data we don't track. Like it's not like pulling sales data. That's like something we have to create and create that reporting. And there's no system doing that. That's somebody creating an Excel document manually and doing that. So I think when you're a small team, it sounds achievable, but when you start pulling this data, another example is there's big proponent around independence. How much of your uh, purchasing is done with independent suppliers? So people who are not owned by a corporation and stuff like that. So then I have to go through everything we've purchased in the last year and define whether or not that person's an independent or shareholder corporation and some that I don't know. So I have to research that and then you have to like do all the math. Like it's a lot, it's a lot. So it definitely for me was a little bit more challenging because we had somebody else start their certification and then they left and then I had to pick it up and kind of figure out the work they were doing. So I had to work backwards oh almost to figure out how they'd done the work. So it, it was a stressful time, let's just say. <laughs> That's why ultimately I had to, my mentor runs a B Corp in Canada that produces a really amazing gelato and he just recertified his corporation as well and he was like you know what sometimes you just got to drop some points because you just can't get them because you're going to stress yourself out so it's not worth it go back in three years when you have a bigger team and do that but so it's always about continuous improvement and kind of knowing when to draw the line because you can't be perfect at everything but for us it was really important to recertify I think as the world becomes more curious and passionate about sustainability and ethics. When I first started in Circled in 2012, no one cared. I can tell you that much. I've never seen so much in the last like two years in the pandemic of people asking where something's made and what it's made from. It's interesting to see that shift happening. So it was really important for us to stay on top of that and make sure that we are promoting not only our credibility in the industry, but also aligning ourselves with people we want to align with going forward. I love that. It's kind of like getting on the property ladder. You have to get in there. And then once you're in, you can just go better and and bigger. But yeah, it seems like a really exciting feat, something that I would love to do in the future. I've been gearing up for it. But as you said, small businesses, it's you have to have the time to do it. And I don't mm-hmm. think right now it's the time, the, resources. <laughs> <laughs> time, the resources, the, the yeah. manpower, all of it is just it's just there's so much. And yeah. yeah, it's just it's good to hear it from somebody who's gone through it, because I think mm-hmm. it makes it it makes it more, I guess, real for me, mm-hmm. where I think about it and I think, oh, I've heard lots of people say, oh, it's really difficult. It's this, it's that. But they've never gone into depth with it. So hearing it from you, I'm just like, oh, my God, wow. <laughs> 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 
I just want to pivot the conversation for a second because we read a stat in your bio about fast fashion brands that we wanted to highlight. So on average, Encircled launches one to three items per month. So that's approximately 25 styles per year. Fast fashion brand Fashion Nova launches 600 to 900 styles per week. So that's 2,400 to, I'm not doing quick maths, guys, I'm reading, 2,400 to 3,600 styles per month, looking at 28,000 per year, which my, as I'm reading this, my brain is like, what? So that's quite a staggering figure. So we wanted to know a little bit more about Encircled and what led you to start a slow fashion brand. I can kind of see why, but talk us through the start of the brand. Yeah, there's an interesting stat that I wanted to layer onto that before I explain a little bit about it. But Shein actually launches 700 to 1,000 items per day. That's something I found out recently, which just... Did you just say per day? Per day, yeah. Which I was like, absolutely. How? Yeah, I don't know. They obviously like they're, I mean, we can talk about fast fashion and how they work differently, I think, than slow fashion for sure. Because they're never, rarely is fast fashion when they're developing a product, they're not fitting it because they don't care about the fit. They just want to get it out as fast as possible. So they take a design usually and copy it and then just start it into production. So they start launching it. I think they do a lot of real-time product launches where they're like making the product as they're launching it to see if it's working. Cause I think they have some ownership in their supply chain. I'm not sure, but it's a lot of product. Like the world does not need 700 to a thousand new items a day for sure. But getting back to like slow fashion. So, I mean, that's definitely one of the reasons why I did it because there's so much waste in the fashion industry. And as a consumer, now I'm in my early 40s. When I started off in my 20s, I loved fast fashion. I loved always having the newest outfit, spending hours at what's called winners here. It's like TJ Maxx in the States. I don't know if there's something similar in the UK, but it's like a multi-brand yeah. discount store where you can just hunt for stuff. I love like the hunt, but it's my I favorite show. Realize, yeah, I but spent we have a lot TK of time there. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was waiting for Charlotte to go. Oh, I love TK Maxx. It's like my yeah. favorite. Store in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I spent a lot of time at there in my twenties. Loved fashion, but I think as I got into the industry and started working in retail and I started working consulting specifically and started to see inside some of the supply chains and what was going on in the businesses and started to pay attention a little bit more and ask questions like, how is this even possible that this is happening and this product is so cheap? It was information that I couldn't unsee and unhear. So I started to get more curious. And then the more I learned about the toxicity of the fashion cycles and the environmental impact, and then obviously the human cost of creating products really cheaply and what that what's required to get there it inspired me that I really wanted to build a business that had basically the opposite of everything fast fashion stood for. So my product, my business started with one product, this Chrysalis Cardi, which is this eight in one multi-weight garment designed for travel. And you know, the genesis of starting my business wasn't to start a slow fashion brand. I had this product idea. I wanted to travel light. I wanted to be in style and comfort, but I knew making that product, I needed to make it in a way that aligned with my values and felt good for the planet and for the people on the planet. So underlying everything was slow fashion principles. At the time, I didn't know that that's what they were, but they were. Um, I wanted to make it locally and use sustainable fabrics and really play on that idea of traveling light and doing more with less because I thought that was just 
so smart of a way to live and, and be more simplified and streamlined in your life. So, so it kind of started as a slow fashion brand by accident, just from the fact that I wanted to build a business that felt really good. But our product idea originally really was around that versatility, which is another way to be sustainable is to actually wear your clothing as well. Most brands, purpose-led brands, either come from personal experience or a need. Yeah, frustration. so frustration. Or, yeah, so you you tick the box of like it came from like a personal place of ah this is my life and I love that mm-hmm. I really like that idea though when products come from not necessarily you seeing it as a need or a gap in the market for me that frustration leads you to create a product that works better than anything else on the market even mm-hmm. if there is something else out there but that it works in a way that is just oh just top compared to everything else so yeah mm-hmm. I think the the frustration led businesses well purpose led. What I call them mm-hmm. frustration-led businesses are what it is. It's what what we need more of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that plays into like our product development, right? Even yeah. today, we spend a lot of time designing a product. Like we just launched a product in August called the Dressy Track Jacket. That product was in development for like six months. Whereas you can see Shein, they <laughs> have a product in development for 24 hours, which I don't even know how you do that. You can't even like stress test a garment, can you? In that, well, you, no, you're not wash testing you, it. You know, there's so many stages to slow fashion you know you don't just like come up with I love coming up with product ideas but then you have to take it through all these stages and refinement of the fit and wash testing the fabric and the construction to do a garment really well you can't do that overnight Um, it really requires slowing down the fashion cycle so they're obviously not building I don't own anything from Shein but I would guess that they're not built to last would be my guess I'd say the same so coming on to our last question We mentioned earlier that more and more brands are applying for the certification, like more than ever before. We wanted to flip it on to you and your business. So what has being a certified B Corporation meant to you and your business? Yeah, so for us, it's really been that credibility marker that we are using business as a force for good. You literally have to put it into your corporate charter, your documents. You have to hire a lawyer to write that into your legal documents to become a B Corp. So it's not just something you're saying, it's actually written into our corporate charter, which means a lot because it means no matter who owns this business, whether it's me or somebody else, they have to adhere to that principle when they're doing anything in the business, which I think is really important to me. Building a business that feels good inside out is important. There's a lot of ways to make money in this world and there's a lot easier ways to make money in this world than starting a slow fashion brand for sure. But at the end of the day, what do you want your impact to be? And that alignment, I think, is really important to me personally. So for the brand, I mean, we've just we've been able to leverage it as a point to improve our processes internally and create policies and procedures and all these things that better support our workers and our environmental standards. And also to start to realize that we need to track some of this stuff. Maybe it's better for us to track some of this stuff all the time and then we don't come to B Corp certification three years later and realize that, oh my God, we haven't been tracking the percentage of certified fabrics. Maybe we need these standards internally and to set up a system to track them even more and share that information with consumers so that they're aware. So it's really brought about ways that I wouldn't have looked at the business necessarily, but I think they're important markers that you can share to be a transparent business that can build that trust with consumers as well. How incredible. Super inspiring. Yeah, very much so. 
it feels like a nice little place to end then really doesn't it <laughs> so if our audience wanted to find you on the internet where could they find you please yeah so you can check out our website it's encircle.co that's e-n-c-i-r-c-l-e-d.co we're also on instagram at encircled underscore and you can tag me at christy sumer that's k-r-i-s-t-i-s-o-o-m-e-r if you post this on instagram i'd love to see so tag me as well so we've come to the end of the podcast Thank you so much for listening to Sustainably Influence and make sure that you're following us and liking and subscribing on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast provider. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.